Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and doing our best to see our personal glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. On this podcast, sometimes we interview others more knowledgeable than us on different topics to teach us about things we may not know. And other times you're stuck with Dr. Jess and I sharing our knowledge and information. So make sure you hit subscribe button below to stay up to date on all the two gals happenings. This is the month of March and we are in nutrition and I am super excited about today's topic. Um, It is something that I love to do as well. But before we get started, Dr. Jess, what's in your glass? I am still working on my coffee. So I've got I do a low like acidity type bean so that it's a little bit easier on my stomach with some half and half, no sugar. Uh, so that's kind of getting me going this morning. Uh, so Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I bet everyone is used to seeing me and my green teal glass of water. Um, I just, I drink, I guess I drink a lot of water now or lack of, but I, I do have a one of something else every day, depending on what it is. But most of the time it is water. I like it. And with us today, we have our guest, Lisa. Uh, So Lisa, before you introduce yourself first, what's in your glass? I actually, I am two-handing it today. I have my coffee and I have my hydration water. So I'm going to try to get them both down in the next 30 minutes. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, So this month, we're talking about nutrition and Adding some gardening information into the nutrition month is going to be the point of the podcast today. Understanding a little bit more about gardening and how to like really incorporate this into how you actually like really do eat is something that can be like a fun way to think about nutrition. So the guest we have, Lisa, is somebody I learned from a good amount with gardening. Uh, we do we we actually like to go back and forth a little bit, and so I really think that's going to be a great episode. So Lisa, first, tell us a little bit about you. Sure, my name's Lisa. I um. I am someone that likes to dabble a little bit in everything, Um, but uh, day to day, I'm an office manager of a large law firm, and um, I spend my time when I am not in the office, I try to spend my time in my yard uh, doing some kind of gardening. If it's raining outside, then you can see that I'm usually in the house planting something, so um, I try to spend my off time with my my green friends. I call them. <laughs> I love it. They're really pretty. I like a, I like your setup back there. Thank you. Just make sure like it just makes your space feel happier. It just does. Yeah. 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 So, Lisa, why did you first choose gardening? Like, what what first got you interested? You know, I'll I'll be honest, I always was fascinated by uh, watching videos or TV shows, Martha Stewart, whoever, gardening, and I'm like, one day I'm, I want a farm. Like, I want it because I want this big piece of land that I can grow stuff on. Uh, and was dreaming it, dreaming it, but just didn't do it. And, and honestly, COVID happened. And um, I was living in a small condo and you couldn't even walk out the back door to the patio. There were so many plants out there. And so I told my husband, I'm like, you know what? I think this is it. Like, we just need to go ahead and buy a house. And 
you know, even if I have just a little space of yard, that's all I need. Look what I've done on the patio. Um, so we found a house and we actually got lucky enough to find a house that had a huge backyard and uh, it just opened up the door to so many possibilities and dreams. Um, and then, you know, with, with wanting to do it, then also came along um, I went through some health issues and had some surgeries and was having a really hard time digesting food that we were buying, you know, from the store. Um, and so I really thought that maybe if I also kind of changed what I was putting in my body, that it would kind of help with those issues that I was having. Um, and so that kind of was the, the start of, uh, all the things that I have happened now. <laughs> what was one of the first like vegetables or fruits that you planted? Uh, actually, the very first thing that I planted, uh, it was two. It was tomatoes and cucumbers. Uh-huh. And, and I grew them off my patio. Um, and I mean, it. so there were so many. <laughs> there were so yeah. many. <laughs> Have you ever heard of uh, lemon cucumbers? I actually have. I actually just bought those seeds um, just a couple months ago, actually. I think that's something that I'm growing this year. Yes, I think that's something you may be growing this year, too. (laughs) I grew them um, two years ago. I didn't have a garden last year. And I like cucumbers, but man, the lemon cucumbers were like perfect size to like cut up and I really enjoyed them, but I had never heard of them before. So, oh, interesting. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. So, now that you have like some stuff growing, right? And you can actually think about using that, how does that change how you eat? Like how have you implemented gardening and then actually create a change in your day-to-day diet? You know, so it, it there's a kind of couple different things that I actually do. Um, one of the things that I've implemented over the last year is um, I actually have the two gals binder um, that actually has the sheet in it where you can kind of plan out your meals for the week. Um, and you can do it um, with an erasable, a dry erase marker. I do what I do, but I usually will sit out in the yard and I'll actually flip that over and I will draw on the back of it everything that I have growing out there and that is going to have something that is going to produce over that week span that we're able to use in the house. And so I'll kind of make my map on the back of what I'm going to have. And then it allows me to flip over and kind of lay out what we're going to eat for the week. Um, and then I just, after I do all that, then I know, you know, if I have something that I need to get from the farmer's market, um, or the grocery store. Um, but I usually will sit outside for a good hour, just looking at everything, dreaming. Um, and I'll just make up stuff in my head. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to have tomatoes, cucumbers, squash, and eggplant. Oh, wait, I'm going to put all of them together. Oh, wait, I have cabbage and collard 
okay, I'm making a stir fry. Um, and and then I'll usually just run with it. And my husband loves to eat fresh food, so he'll eat anything that you put in front of him. So it's been easy to experiment. And there's something about the taste of that homegrown food. It just tastes different, even than the fresh farmer's market or um, grocery store, definitely, about more than the grocery store. Um, but there's something just like taking a tomato off of the off of the plant and eating it right then and there. It just tastes different. It tastes better. It does. I think it also, for me, the whole digestion of it is different. Um, buying something from the grocery store for whatever reason, it just, it's very heavy. I wind up having a lot of other issues that happen. Uh, but if I go out and pick something out of the garden, I digest it. I'm perfectly fine um, and feel good afterwards. Yeah. Do you think? think Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think that's in part because you can control like what you're putting on and in the plant and stuff around it? You know, you control what chemicals are there. You control with the soil a little bit more. I think so. I, you know, I think all of our bodies are very, very different. I think we can all handle, you know, different things. And so for me, I just really need to eat something that is just 100% clean so, um, you know, I really, I don't use any chemical sprays. Uh, the most I use is uh, Dawn in some water, watered down, you know, mm -hmm. to help keep the bugs away. But um, I think my body is just, I just need to have clean, pure things in it. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I also think that you feel you just feel better. Like it's very hard to describe unless you walked out in the yard and grabbed the tomato and took a bite out of it. Um, but there's just a different feeling to know that you're eating something that you grew. Um, mm -hmm. So it just, it makes you happy. <laughs> that dopamine is like high level, <laughs> high level. I, I completely agree. That's like pretty much every Saturday morning. That's what we do. Like we get up and, you know, we'll have you know, some playroom time. I like to have a cup of coffee and then we go out and we call it harvesting. So, and we just walk through the garden. We see what's ready. You know, the kids are with me. Uh, my son is old enough now. He's got his own like little like snippers. So he knows what to look for, for what's ready. He has his own bag and he can fill it up. And then it's like a great way to teach kids as well about nutrition. So he'll look at a leaf. Like we were just out in the garden this weekend and he was getting some kale and he's like, can I eat this right off the leaf? I'm like, yeah. And he did. He was like, oh, this is good. And we went to where the mustard greens are and he was like, can I eat this off the leaf? And I was like, you can, it's going to taste a lot different. And he was like, okay. And he was like, it's burning my mouth. <laughs> I was like, but that's a mustard green. I was like, now go over to this one and pull it off. And he's just eating it right off, right off the leaf. That way he gets to really understand. I was like, now if we get, take that mustard green and we mix it with these collards and the kale and we cook it all together, do you think the flavor would be as strong? And he was like, I don't know. I'm like, let's think about it. Would it be as strong? No. Like, so that's how I eat mustard greens. I don't eat them by themselves. I mix them in. 
it was like, I see why we're doing this now. (laughs) Now for sure. I guarantee you if like he's anywhere else and like he hears of a mustard green, he's going to go, I know exactly what that is. Mm -hmm. And if he sees kale, he'll be like, I know exactly what that is. Uh, and so that way we can really start to teach what are the nutrients that that we're eating and where are they coming from? And that's why I love gardening because it's like you can truly understand what you're putting in your body and then like, and it's a challenge to grow it and keep it alive. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, that is true. And you know, I always, when I talk to somebody that hasn't gardened or um, I've talked to a lot of people over the last year that are like, grow a tomato in my yard, buy a tomato in the grocery store. Like, is there really a difference? And and I always challenge people, buy a tomato from the store, grow one, take a bite of the one you grow, take a bite of the one that you buy. You're going to see the difference right there when you mm-hmm. get that taste. And it's the same thing with a carrot. If you buy a carrot in the grocery store and then you pull a carrot out in your yard, wash it and eat it, the taste is so incredibly different. Mm-hmm. Um, if if that you know, for me that was just a click where I was like, okay, you know, this is I'm definitely going down the right road. Um, but the tastes are just so different. So you know, I I am the same as your son. I'm like, I'm gonna taste everything in the garden and let me see, you know, what is what is what. Yeah, and then that's how you learn how to combine the flavors. So if you're constantly tasting it and then you think, well, now what can I do with this? Well, I could make a stir fry. I could put it into a soup. I could add it as a, just a side to something else. And so that's how we meal plan is like, oh, okay, well, what do we have to work with? And then, then what do we supplement when we go to the store? So in a way it also saves money because now it's like, you're not having to buy everything at the store, especially if you're trying to buy organic, which is like, I mean, that produce bill can be pretty hefty, uh, especially if you eat a whole food diet. Uh, So it saves money. It's experiential. uh, It's, you know, decreases stress. Yeah. Makes your soul feel a little happy. When it comes, I was telling my dad or my family, I was like, I'm going to do the garden again this year. And my dad, um, and you guys, I think, I know Jess, you can speak to this. Um, I don't know much about it, but I think there's something different in rainwater versus gardening water. Um, and so, but here I don't have, I just have my sprinkler, like, you know, and last year or two years ago when I did it, we had a water bill one month that was like $700. And my dad was like, it's so much cheaper. Just go to the store. Da, 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 da. And so my boyfriend, he was like, you know what? He said he would create something like a downspout that would collect the rainwater for me. And then we couldn't go from there. And I know Jess, you've done a lot of that to like, cause I think that would help save. That was my dad's biggest complaint was our water bill for watering all year or all summer. Yeah. The, the rain barrels are, are su- like there. We just made ours. We bought a, a food grade barrel on marketplace and then we just got our own little connections for it. You know, there's like a little spouts and the thing that, that connects to the gutter is it's got some like filters in it so that it filters out the leaves and the larger debris. And then that will kind of drop down the big downspout and then you'll get the water that collects off of the roof. And so, and then, um, you know, from there you can either just fill that with a, uh, you know, watering can 
and do it by hand, or you can actually put a sump pump in there and then you can pump it and then put it onto a timer with a sprinkler. Uh, so if you wanted to, I'm all about automating, especially in the summer in Florida, uh, it, we get, we get rain, but then if we don't get rain for, I mean, a couple of days, that heat will just like tear up your plants. Uh, so I like Bluetooth automation. <laughs> so I'm not like forgetting about my plants and our spring is dry. So we have to water a good bit in the spring. Uh, and so that has saved us a good amount of money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think one of the barrels are important. I actually am having some work done now. That way my summer garden is good. Um, and I'm putting in water containers um, throughout the gutters around the house. So I'll have eight. Um, and then I'm going to do a sump pump that will um, pull the water from all of them around to my garden area. Bluetooth. <laughs> Bluetooth, I can just hit it, do what I need to do. Um, but I also think that um, in my experience and, and Jeff, probably yours, I your plants, my plants, they do better um, with the rainwater than just the water coming from the city or the well. And I have both and I've tested it out, but overall rainwater just, they love it better. So it's just better to always have it on hand. But I think for someone that, doesn't have the capabilities um, to have some kind of big container, a five-gallon bucket. I actually leave a five-gallon bucket outside that I allow to fill up, and then I will just bring it out by the front door, and I will just scoop a cup in it, and I use it to water all of my indoor plants. Um, so a 99-cent bucket, like any kind of plastic container that you have, you just save that water and use it for your plants. So, um, you know, gardening can be expensive, as we all know, but it doesn't have to be expensive because generally we have everything that we need in our homes. Um, you know, and I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but I am going to say this for anybody that watches this, you know, if you have an old pillowcase, you have an old towel and you have a sewing machine. You put those things together, sew a stitch up in it, fill it up with dirt. You can plant something in that. Hmm. Um, you know, right now, the big thing is everybody is growing things in, um, you know, um, cloth containers, bags. Any old thing um, you can do. I actually have took a couple towels and stitched them up and put dirt in them two weekends ago, just because I want to see like mm -hmm. what will happen. You know, I'm going to get rid of the towels. So try it. So, you know, everybody has the capabilities to be able to do it. Even if you have a small space and you just want to grow one or two things, um, you know, it, you can do it. It's, it's easy. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started was the first year. I think I grew like a tomato plant and then a pepper plant and like, kind of then started tasting the difference. And like each year it got bigger and bigger. And I by no means a green thumb. Um, but I just kind of, you kind of learn as you go. And here in the summer, um, even though we're up north, it gets super hot. So I tried those like the black cloth ones. Mm -hmm. And up here it burns, like it burns the plants because it gets too hot. So I learned I can't use those and learned about, I tried doing broccoli. And that's what part of the broccoli, 
issue with broccoli is the roots got too hot so it sprouted um mm. i can't remember what it's called when they like bolted yeah oh. there you go um it bol- and so like and then i learned about like the different bugs that come on but i just kind of learn as they go and yeah i lose a few plants here and there but the next year i i know how to prevent it or you know know how to do it a lot better yeah well and i think the good the, the other good thing is there really is you can't really go wrong you know your plants that bolted that flowered guess what now you have seeds you know you can put them out you can let it all dry and and then you have seeds so um you know there there's a you can find a way to deal with anything that happens. And it didn't, yeah, it didn't look bad. It was still pretty. I left it oh. out there for a while because it was still like it didn't look bad. Just wasn't going to give me broccoli that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, plants look pretty. I just let all of. I'm looking this way because my garden's out here. Um, but I let my all of my bok choy. Um, I let it all bolt because I wanted to try to um, dry it and use the seeds. And I went out there over the weekend and I mean, I had a lot. So there were gorgeous little yellow flowers and there were bees everywhere. So in that moment, I realized that the bees actually love the the flowers from the bok choy, um, which is really an important thing to make sure that I have good things out there that the bees like. So um, that was actually, you know, I learned something in that moment. Um you know, to be able to, to do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's, how can you turn it into a win? <laughs> it's yeah, reframe it as much as possible. I think that's another reason why I really enjoy gardening is because you can't mat. I mean, I, I can't at least master it right away. There's so much to learn via like the soil, the time of year, the type of plant. Does it trellis? Does it not trellis? Does it like water? Does it like a little bit of water? Does it, you know, what kind of nutrients do best in the soil? And so you can actually really learn a good bit as you go. And it's really encouraging because you're like, wow, like last year, this didn't go well. I made a couple of changes based on like, you know, like there's Facebook groups that you can join that have all sorts of people that are also commenting on stuff. Uh, t- so you can like really kind of become, have a hobby that you can learn and grow with and it challenges you to learn, which is, which is good. And that's good for neurons in your brain. <laughs> so learning new information that challenges you is helpful for the long term to prevent any sort of, um, you know, degradation of, of those neurons. And so how, how you're doing that throughout your life is really quite important, uh, you know, just for that, you know, central nervous system health. Uh, Plus, it's like you're eating the food and you're getting to enjoy that. There's a dopamine release when that happens, in addition to the value of the nutrients of what you're ingesting. So it's like, it really checks so many boxes. (laughs) It's, uh, It's almost like, you know, when I try to describe how I feel, when I go out in the yard, it's, it's, I I try to describe it to people as like, if you go out of town or you go somewhere different and you're, you're walking or driving into something and you see all this greenery and all these flowers and you're like, this is beautiful. I can't believe this. And you get that feeling of everything that you're visually seeing when you're growing your own garden and you walk out there and you see a little a little bud that's going to be a tomato or a cucumber. You're like, 
I did this. I did. And then you're taking pictures like you just had a baby and you're like, I did this. This is mine. You know, <laughs> it, it is that feeling. And the, the, I mean, it sounds crazy, but the happiness that happens within in those moments is, is undescribed. Yeah. I, you just can't, you can't describe it. How good it feels um and people laugh at me all the time because you know I'm so serious at work and you know I'm always working and they're like oh what do you do when you go home and I'm like I love to just get out in the yard and they're like what you do you do that you and I'm like it that is what feeds my soul I mean it truly it truly does for me there's something relaxing yes yeah you know like just being outside like I put music in my um, in my ears and I just do my thing. And, um, even after like a hard day or a busy day, like, it's just something that kind of takes my body from here and like my nervous system from here and just kind of down so I can breathe a little better. And, um, I don't know, it's just something that relaxes me a lot. Yeah. It makes the soul feel good. Absolutely. Uh, so, so Lisa, when it comes to growing stuff, how have you like what kind of new things have you added to your diet just because it was fun to grow it I mean I know like I've had things where I'm like now what do I do with this now I have it (laughs) yes a lot a lot um a lot I when I see fruits and vegetables now when I see the seeds I I have a problem at this point and my mind goes crazy with everything I see. So, you know, when the when the when the new seeds are released for the season, you know, I'm on it 12 a.m. Like, what do they have? Well, you know, what can I get? I truthfully, I will grow anything that will grow in my zone. Um, and I will try and eat it. Um, one of the, um, I'm trying to think of a specific new thing because I have grown so many different things. Um, and I can't even think of one specific because there's been so many. Um, I can't even think of one. There has been so many. Um, but I'll tell you if it's something that I'm unsure what it's going to taste like, a stir fry, easiest thing, bok choy. Mm -hmm. A year and a half ago, I had never eaten bok choy that I knew of, never cooked it, never had it in my house, nothing. Um, And actually Jess was like, bok choy? (laughs) You don't have bok choy in stir fry or soup? Like, you're not making good, you know? So I'm like, really? So I got it and tried it. And now it's probably one of my favorite foods. We put it in our smoothies. Um, it is really just a delicious, um, delicious vegetable that you can grow. So, um, so I really will grow anything and, and put it in a stir fry. Um, if I'm growing something that I don't particularly care for after I've tasted it, um, I will I will just take it to my office or take it to someone's office in baskets 
and we'll just share and give it away. Um, because just because I don't like it doesn't mean that there aren't a million other people that do. So um, mm-hmm. I try to just just give it to to the people that I know will eat it. Um, but but I really will try to grow anything. Um, well, I think like learning how to like just try different things. It's like if you can buy these seeds of things that you can't really find readily available in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like the your overall palate starts to change. And then the nutrients and all of these different types of foods start to get a little bit more diverse with what you're consuming. So if I find like it just it's a little bit easier to get that diversity mm-hmm. that is so hard to get in a large grocery store because it's like, am I really going to have a stir fry with, you know, ours um, last night we had collards, mustard greens, kale, bok choy, and um, another type of thing. I actually don't remember what it is, but it's really great. And it's a green. Um, But like when we harvested this weekend, we had all of those greens ready to go. So now my stir fry isn't just kale and spinach. Um, I, I have a hard time. Spinach doesn't really go well for me. It gets a little too warm here and it loves the bolts for me at least. Uh, so, so that one I've, I've tried a couple of times and I've, I've been doing other greens instead that do much better. Uh, and so it's like, I just feel like we're getting so this, a bigger breath of, of our dark, dark leafy greens, just because of growing a plethora of different things. Uh, and so that's like another way that you can affordably, cause this is all, all from seed. So affordably be able to get like really, really solid nutrients into your diet. Yes. No. And, and I, and I agree with you. I think, um, I think for me, that's still where I am struggling. Um, I, I by far am not a master at this, but I definitely am still, I I have a lot of areas that I'm struggling still. And that is one of them is just, um, really, even though I go sit out and plan what I'm going to eat in the garden and try to incorporate everything, um, I still in my head am having this battle with let's make sure we're getting and growing things that are new, that have a lot of nutrition that can fit well into your meals. You know, I have that side going and then the other side of my head is it's new, plant it, let's see if you can grow it. If you can grow it, you're going to feel great inside. Um, so work in progress for me. Uh, but I will try whatever. Uh, this year, I'm trying something called a winged bean, which is a green bean, but um, it looks very different than a green bean. Um, but I'm going to try it this year, and I'm going to try to incorporate, you know, eating it, and that'll be my my green bean for the summer. So work in progress, work in progress. I'm jealous of you guys down in the warm weather. Um I actually don't know what zone I live in. Um, I know you're talking about zones and I do know for gardening, there are different zones to kind of help you um, determine like what may grow well in your area, um, kind of set you up for a little bit more success than, um, but some of this stuff, one of the things I find that's hard up here is you have to start growing it indoors. Mm -hmm. Like the seeds you have to grow indoors. So we have like natural grow lights and stuff. But I'm jealous of you guys that get to plant the seeds outside and have it grow because up here then it is a little bit of work in the sense of when I grow them from seeds, which I love and I think I, I that's where I do all my growing. 
um, I have to then acclimate, acclimate, acclimate them to the sun. So like I have to take all the plants outside for an hour and then bring them back in. And then the next day is like two hours and then bring them back in, yeah. which is like not that big of a deal. But like if we grow a lot from seed, um, I'm the only one that does it. And then like when you're working, sometimes like you don't have like during the sunny hours, especially in the spring when it's still not sunny at like 6 a.m. Um, it takes a little bit. But so I'm jealous of you guys that you can like plant outside and have it go. Yeah. We, you know what, it, it is nice, but I will tell you that we have our challenges. Um, it mm-hmm. gets incredibly hot here, and that is a, a problem for the plants. And so uh, it gets to a certain time of the year where it, it is just way too much. And so you either have to make sure you have some kind of shading going on and a constant drip to keep those plants healthy or, you know, you're going, I mean, they're going to wilt and you're going to wind up losing them. So um, it's a very, timing has to be perfect in Florida for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Starting every, yeah. It's just when you start, if you can get to that peak before like the real summer rains in August Mm -hmm. and September, if you can peak like a little bit earlier, it's going to be best because once those summer rains start, it's great for hydrating the plant. However, the fungus that starts to grow because of all that moisture and as the rain hits the dirt and put in its, you know, everything kicks back up onto the plant. It's really hard, especially the big leafy plants like the um, zucchinis and, and squash. It's so pumpkins. It's so hard to keep those plants alive <laughs> in the summer. It is so hard. It's uh, very challenging. You're right. Yeah. Or, or you wind up getting a fungus or, yep. you know, and, and if you're, if you don't use all the box store type of things, um, you wind up being in trouble. So um, if, if they're, you lose a lot, I lose a lot every year um, oh, sure. trying to, make sure that I'm, I don't want to use chemicals at all. So, you know, not doing that. If you get a fungus or something, especially Florida is notorious for this white fungus that likes to grow and everything. And once that happens, you're pretty well out. Um, But, you know, every year, I think trying something different and new this year, I started all of my, um, spring and summer plants they're actually all growing now and I have them under lights um and I'm gonna put them in the ground um probably mid-February um and I'm gonna try to start them earlier to see if I can get a good full production out of them before the rain comes and before the heat comes so um you know just every year trying something different and and saving your seeds i think that's important that cuts down on cost so you know if you have a tomato that that you know had a worm whatever it is don't throw that tomato away you need to let that tomato dry out so you can you know keep those seeds because then you don't have to pay money you know to buy them mm-hmm. and share seeds so that's mm-hmm. what we do you know, lots of seed sharing is, 
is super helpful. Like this grew really well for me. Like, why don't you try it? And I mean, I'm like, oh yeah, I had a trouble with this type of tomato, but if this type worked better then awesome. And like, then you can kind of create that community of people around you that are also interested in gardening. And then you learn from each other's struggles. This really helped me a lot. I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Let me try that. And, you know, we kind of go back and forth. So yeah. it's like a fun community. It, it is. It, it is. But, you know, I will, a lot of people that I talk to, one of the things that they always talk about is the expense pardon me, is the expense that you have for trying to start up a garden. Um, And one of the things that I tell them, and, um, you know, when I think about doing something that someone can hit me on the spot with, I want to do this. And I'm like, oh, well, here's how you can do it where it's, you know, least expensive. And so, you know, I, I try to tell everyone, you can garden at, at a minimal, minimal cost. Um, there are so many grants out there. Um, you don't have to write a 5,000 word essay. All you have to do is fill out information. Um, go into the USDA website. Did I say that right? The USDA website. I think that's right. You yeah. know, going to their website, finding the agriculture area that is, um, or the agriculture office that is in your area. Um, a lot of times they will actually offer free seeds. Um, they'll offer advice. You can, they, they have educational courses that you can watch, you know, on your cell phone, on your computer, you know, wherever. Um, there, there are just so many options to growing, um, starting to grow um, your own vegetables one thing at a time, you know, one thing at a time. But I think that, you know, I think our world is coming to a place where, you know, um, we need everyone to feel happy and be happy Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, really being able to kind of look at something that you are growing um, can bring that to people. So, I encourage everyone. I usually will buy everyone a plant. If it's your birthday, I'm giving you a plant or I'm giving you seeds. Like it doesn't matter. (laughs) I will drop, I'll drop them off at your office. Like just dropping off. Here's a packet of uh, cucumber seeds. (laughs) I like it. I absolutely, I love it. Um, So I think like that was Overall, I think hopefully really helpful for people to hear about gardening and how we can incorporate gardening into nutrition and using that as just a way to be creative and grow and not so focused on one thought or way of eating. You can really make eating something that's more holistic and mindful and decrease stress and, you know, teaching opportunities and community-based opportunities. So nutrition can be something that uh, is more than just what am I ingesting and why. Uh, so that's kind of the point of today. Uh, the other thing I always like to bring up is uh, we do have our Two Gals Insiders group, and that is a, a paid uh, membership. And then within that membership, we have much more with like going live with the group and just really a bit more information. That way we have a like-minded community where we share as much or as little as as you want to participate. 
we are on social media. And so follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We try and as much as possible, get some good information out there. So as you're just kind of relaxing through your feed, you're like, oh, wow, that was thought provoking. And um, hopefully it helps you, you know, just like, you know, share the wealth of knowledge and, uh, and then learn from each other. So our challenge for this week is to try and grow or make a plan, you know, if you, if wherever you are, if you don't have grow lights, make a plan for how would I implement growing just one thing. And if you already have a garden, think about what is something new that you could grow that would be like a little bit of a challenge crop for you. Um, for me, like I have so many challenge crops that I want to try <laughs> that I have to like narrow it down. I'm like, okay, Jess, you only have so much space. So <laughs> like, don't do all challenges. Uh, do some stuff that you know you can grow. Uh, and so I get a little bit like a little excited when spring gets closer. So yes, to be able to do it. Yeah. You know what I was going to tell you ladies and everyone listening, you know, if, if someone is listening, that is a part of the gals to insiders or, um, part of the membership, you know, maybe we can have a little seed sharing group. So if anybody hears this and they need seeds, uh, we have plenty that we can share. Um, or, or even if it's just pot, you know, whatever. Um, I think that would be an incredible thing that we could do. So just putting that out there that I I have plenty I can share. Jess, I know you have lots that you can share. Bobby, I know you, you are starting again this year. Mm -hmm. You'll be right in there with us. So um, that could be a fun thing for us to do as as the two gals um, community. Yeah, I love it. That was a great idea. And we'll post all the information in the episode description. So that way uh, you won't have to go searching for it. So we look forward to next week. We are going to stay in the month of nutrition. So we have more information coming. Each episode hopefully will be thought provoking and uh, it'll help you in some way. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.